Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs. Uh, this is round two of Nest 2.0. Um, so how you doing, Corn? Pretty good. Been a busy week, uh, as usual, but yeah, no, doing well. Yourself? I'm doing good. Um, I'm excited for show number 50. Uh, how was your leap day yesterday? Oh, nothing exciting. Um <laughs> I saw a lady on the news. Uh, she turned 25 yesterday on her 100th birthday. So that <laughs> my, was pretty fun. <laughs> my mom had an uncle that was born on Leap Day. And I remember as a kid, when I learned about that, just blew my mind. I, the whole concept, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's some scientific explanation that I learned when I was little in school. and But it just, it humors me that the entire world seems to just, you know, just fall in line with the one. Yeah, day I mean, you know, every four years we just, <laughs> you know what? Things aren't quite lining up right. We're just going to have an extra day. <laughs> well, when you think about Bitcoin mining, uh, if you get, if you mine the block, I think you get like a few second uh, uh, um, head start on the next block, right? So maybe we can do like leap blocks every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, it, at one point, right? That ten-minute hits, and then uh, you you kind of got a a, a one-block uh, head start if you if you're mining long enough. So, um, yeah. So today's guest is uh, Phantom Power Media. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get into that, but for now, let's talk about the uh, the sermon of the day, um, Freedom's Frontier. So, I, when I look at Nostra, I look at uh, Bitcoin, I look at uh, the social graph, I look at everything that we've kind of been involved in the last. Uh, decade plus two decades uh, i mean i remember the aol days um it seemed like the internet was so pure it was exciting it was fun um you had that chronological no algo um communication uh, but i feel like there's just been decades of decay uh, whether it was money whether it was society or privacy i mean really that that's something that i've just kind of seen on the internet you can almost feel it on the internet it's kind of a perfect indication um, you know, you see it in the music industry, you see it on the, on the, on, on Netflix, you see it, um, on, on X. I mean, you can't, you can't really not feel it anymore. Uh, but if you don't have the comparison of maybe the early nineties or, uh, early internet, uh, do you really notice it? What are your thoughts on that corn? Uh, I don't know. Um, I was watching, <clears throat> Was watching a uh, rewatching a movie this week, um, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, the the Queen story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was, as you were saying, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about the scene in the movie where they Queen was meeting with uh, oh, I don't remember the producer's name. The Mike Myers played the character in the movie. Anyway, meeting with with him about um their next album and um. Uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody song, and you know it's 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 a it's a lengthy song, and especially for <clears throat> for the time, you know, and for for radio media, yeah. Um, 
you know, just wasn't, it didn't fit the mold of what was acceptable. And right. The length of it for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, the length of it, the style of it, you know, but yeah, but you know, know now, genre, where to place it, where to put products on it, <laughs> you know, all these years later, I mean, that's like their biggest hit <laughs> and yeah. it's, it, it's, it's a defining piece of music and music history. And I don't know. I just think about like, um, you know, society and art and, and kind of how everything is shaped by the demands of the market that surrounds it, you know, so whether it's advertising that has, you know, kind of crept in and taken over, um, dictating the direction these, you know, the artists can, can go with their music and, and, or other forms of art, not necessarily just music. Um, but you know, the, the, the constraints that all of this places on, on our ability to, to be expressive and, um, to kind of break out of those molds. It just excites me with, you know, with Noster and Bitcoin and, and how it seems to, to enable this revolution, um, within art to escape the decay, you know, that, that we can maybe yeah. reclaim, this part of, of humanity. Um, it's really a reset, right? It doesn't it feel yeah. like a reset. Like yeah. the walls closing in as the cronyism was multiplying in the last like couple of years. I mean, it really is just dissolving creativity uh, with what's, what's, what's happened in our, uh, the last couple decades. And I yeah. feel like this reset, I mean, the open source in general just kind of changes all that. Uh, the yeah, protocols well, like, change a lot change all that. Um, sound you know, money you, changes all that. Um, all these things are kind of combining in this perfect storm that we actually have a piece to uh, move forward with and, and, and really get this freedom that uh, that we haven't really felt, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, you, you look at the comparison, the contrast between, um, you know, Noster and, and kind of the way we relate to each other and communicate and back and forth. And, you know, it's a small network. It's a small, you know, small community or communities. Um, compared to other social networks, but, you know, you spend five minutes on TikTok or Instagram or, fa you know, Facebook, Twitter or X, whatever. Um, and it, you just immediately feel the difference in the way the content is presented, the way that um, you're, you know, you're fed topics by, you know, algorithmic feeds and, and the way people talk back and forth and, and the com I don't know, it's just such a stark difference. Like I, I really, it, it, it's one of the things about Noster that's so refreshing that keeps me coming back to it. It's, it's just so different. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and, and thank you, uh, Fiat Joff for, uh, what I would say is, uh, uh, freeing the internet again. Um, and of course, thank you Satoshi for, uh, bring the money because the com combination of the two uh it's just fascinating and then when you look at those two combining into let's say a value for value environment um it's that perfect harmony uh it really is it's 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 really refreshing when you have a show like last week when man like quex is is, is talking about um you know his electricity bill uh when you look at the cost of living there they really have an advantage in in value for value uh, in that system, um, when you when you're looking at the value of a zap comparatively, so it's exciting that this can kind of uh, you know it, it may not be benefit everyone the same, 
but the the amount that it can benefit um is tremendous even at the scale that we're at right now which we're so early and we'll just continue to say we're so early but the fact that we can make that amount of change in such a small um, community, I mean, I'll say small community comparatively to everything else on the internet right now, but uh, it's such a strong community uh, and it, it actually is changing people's lives, uh, which is just beautiful to be a part of beyond the frontier, uh, that, that, that new frontier, the freedom frontier. So I'm super stoked about our future and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you all. So, uh, anything more on that kind of sermon corn? No, I think you had a good wrap up there. All right. Talk us, talk to us about the uh, lightning round. I'm interested. Uh, are we going to talk about price this episode? <laughs> I've got it down, you know, um, Bitcoin, I, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I just want to say, I want more, I don't want more dollars. I want more sats. <laughs> so, uh, that's my way of thinking. Well, I've got a question. I've got a question on this item because, yep. you know, um, but to set the stage, you know, Bitcoin pumped briefly this week up as high as 64K um, in USD. Uh, currently, last I checked, it was around 62K earlier. Uh, the typical shenanigans, you know, Bitcoin pumps, Coinbase goes down, heavy traffic, blah, blah, blah. Customers can't. Um, you know, take advantage of, of if they're trading, if you're into that, um, can't take advantage of the, of the, of the, the moment. But, uh, my question is, is the price important? Um, and why or why not? Some people say it's important. Some people say it's not. Some people I mean, say, I, ne I never I check the price. A we shouldn't to worry look about at it. it. I mean, it, it is something that, that adds validity when, when you've been on this, uh, psychopathic mission and held this long and and people are looking at you like you got you know you're just a nut job but it, it it does kind of validate you uh you know you start getting these calls from people or texts hey man uh you, you <laughs> what's up with the bitcoin price I, I got a few when it when it went over 50k uh and it gives you an opportunity to start talking you know it, it's much easier to explain things when people ask you uh, you know, when they're when they're willing to absorb, they actually initiated the conversation. So I like that part about it. Um, and the other thing is who's buying it. So I'm not necessarily into seeing BlackRock uh, get over, uh, you know, one billion uh, Bitcoin. I mean, uh, granted, it's going it, it was always it was always uh, inevitable. Right. Um, but it's just something that, you know, when I when I hear about, you know, the just like the show from last week, I, I, I want quacks and like the the proof of work academy i want those 15 blink wallets that he just got uh set up i want them to to have more sats but i mean ultimately if it if, if it is doing what it's going to do or programmed to do it's going to go up forever just a matter of time preference so you know whether the price goes up now or in in 10 years i mean it's still going to keep going up so it, i guess at the end of the day sats will always be cheap it's just a matter of how many you have i suppose so I don't know. I, I'm not into the, 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 the pump excitement just because it kind of, it's kind of an indicator about your time preference, right? <laughs> but I, I get the excitement and I get the memes, so that's fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love it. I, 
I, you know, who, who doesn't like, having but it's, you know, power. it's also something where we've just been manipulated so long too, right? You see that big yeah. candle and then you see the Bart head and then it just drops and like the leverage junkies are just in disbelief. It's, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's very entertaining. The dramatics, if you actually look at like, if you get into it that heavy, but I, I look much more at the, the, what we can change uh, in the, in the, uh, the, the culture of Bitcoin or the, the ethos of it. Um, you know, kind of the education aspect of it is is what excites me. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think obviously price is not everything, but I. But price is certainly it's not nothing, because. Yeah. You know. We, yeah. Uh, and and everyone uses it, right? Whether yeah. you're buying a, a you know a, a, you know if you do in a circular economy like Bitcoin Jungle, or if you're saving it in El Salvador, and you know you, your state. <laughs> went ahead and uh and 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 made uh illegal tender you know it just kind of validates that right but it does it yeah like like everything satoshi said in the chat but price does matter at the same time it, it doesn't matter so you know there's there's certainly a conversation there there's there's no there's no absolutes right but it, you do get the mixed emotions when it goes up you're like oh man i should have had more when it goes down you you think man i, I just bought the top <laughs> It's it's a very slippery slope when you when you when you start making uh, price dictate your emotions. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a reference point. I mean, that's you know, and I, I, I compare it to a little bit to points during a, a a ball game. You know, like the points aren't necessarily what matter, but at the same time they are. You know, if and if the players are only focused on the points, then they're not focused on playing the game. But at the same time, if you're not if you're not seeing those points go up, uh, it, maybe that's an indicator you're not you're not playing something right. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad comparison, but that's the best I've come up with. Corn, I got a burning question. All right. Which song? I think there's a big uh, big song. Um, uh, everyone's asking, is it "Pump It Up" this bull run? Gonna pump it up. We gotta pump it up. Or Creed, take me higher. Oh my Tell me. gosh. <laughs> You know, oh. I don't answer it. I already know. I know it. I know which one. So you don't have to answer. Uh, go ahead and hit the lightning round. Yeah, pump. I I, I gotta agree. Pump it up is is uh it's hard to beat that one. All right. Well, let's uh talk about a little bit of. <laughs> sorry, sorry, the captain. Uh, I disappoint. Um, let's see. We got Bitcoin Atlantis conference started today. Uh, so it's a three-day conference in Madeira. Uh, Bitcoin conference live streaming is available. Although I saw a couple of uh, Nostra users point out on Nostra that they it's only available on YouTube, so they missed their chance. Uh, conference organizers, you could be getting zapped uh, if you offered on zap.stream. Maybe maybe that will be an option in the future. I think it's just a sign that we're still early, you know. But I I was excited to see. It looked like a, a good amount of Noster content or Noster presenters. Uh, I think I saw uh, Miljan of the Primal team and Will from Damas. Um, not sure who else is is there speaking. Uh, Jack saw uh, several posts about Jack um, and purple pilling some people. I saw one user uh, post that they had seen post on Noster. They had seen. Uh, Jack's presentation or Jack's speech and realized they weren't spending enough time on Noster. And so they were 
making a point to do that again. So, you know, it's good to see, good to see that topic coming up again and again. Have you caught any of the, any of the live stream? I did. I, dude, I, well, I, I watched a little bit. I mean, I, I, I work. Uh, so I was like headset, uh, kind of let's listen to the audio, but uh, I think Jack crushed it. Uh, number one, he's, he's still balling that, uh, lightning store, uh, shirt. I'm pretty sure he's bought over 20 of those <laughs> at this point. I talked to Sam about it. Uh, I think he buys them for other people too. So, uh, that's his, he's, you know, you know, how Bart Simpson wears the same outfit every time. He's starting to, he's starting to have that vibe. Uh, somebody posted, uh, Jack hasn't changed. He hasn't changed his shirt since the, the, Super Bowl. I just, the well, that's fine. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. No. And, and, and he still had the chains on too. Um, he's, he's, he's big pimping. Uh, but he had the Noster hat. That was this, that was the, yeah, that was cool. that's, uh, that's just pleb chain beautiful right there. So I'd love to see that. I loved what he was saying. Um, obviously it's, it's kind of preaching to the choir here. Um, but it, it, it was kind of fascinating how many people in the crowd actually were on Noster in one way or another already. Um, so, you know, building that strong community, uh, and, and that's something that's very interesting is how strong of our community, uh, became, how strong it became so early. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, I thought sailor was, was, you know, sailor, sailor, he's always going to sailor, uh, you know, that little macro, I did listen a little bit of sailor in uh, Lynn Alden, um, I mean, it, it was just good. I just thought it was a very good Satoshi stage. Um, I didn't catch any other stages or yesterday. What did, what caught your eye? I haven't had a chance to watch any of it, so really, I've I've just uh, whatever I've I've caught from people posting on Noster about it. Um, yeah, my takeaway was Jack crushed it, and uh, you know, mm -hmm. he, he was really on Satoshi stage. Uh, it should have been a Fiat Joff stage. Well, speaking of Madeira, um, Pablo um, commented on Noster. Uh, so, with Bitcoin Atlantis starting, the um, the sovereign engineering cohort that was going on in Madeira just came to a conclusion. And Pablo um, posted a couple thoughts. He said, "The last two months in Madeira with the sovereign engineering cohort, building Freedom Tech have been absolutely incredible. It has widely exceeded the expectations." And that Gigi and I had when we started working on this. Plenty of seeds have been planted, which make me extremely hopeful for the future. The upcoming days will likely include a wild dissemination of these ideas, concepts, and emotions. We are all building a better, freer future, and I couldn't possibly be more excited. Um, so looking forward to see more of what they've shared. Um, the one project that Pablo shared I think last week, and uh, my, I don't know if it was before the show last week. Anyway, right around that time, but uh, Wikifredia. So kind of a funny name, but Wikifredia, it's a proof of concept for a Noster-based alternative to Wikipedia. So users can, um, you know, like on Wikipedia, you can go on and explain topics and, and things. Um, and then with Wikifredia, you can either create your own alternative post about it, or you can fork an existing one and apply edits. Um, so um, it was kind of been kind of interesting just to see he, when he announced it, he said, had a rough day today, needed a mood boost. So I coded a simple Wikipedia proof of concept called Wikifredia. Um, so I, I wouldn't know the first thing about doing that on a day where I needed a mood boost, but um, yeah. 
you know, Pablo's a beast when it comes to to building and coding. And so he can just kind of pump these things out. And there's a lot, a lot of devs like that around Nostia. It always never ceases to amaze me. Well, in um, the devs, the dev community is amazing, right? That we, yeah. we can have this much uh, highlight on them, you know, uh, pun intended highlighter, I guess. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's like Terry Yu. He's like, oh, I, I got, uh, I had a day off and I just, I just spun up this mini app real quick. Yeah, yeah right. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, just spin it up real quick. So when you look at uh, Pablo and coming out, him and uh, Gigi and their, their kind of broad mindset of, of doing that two months in Madeira, uh, with 21 devs I, i'm interested to see what comes what 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 actually uh came out of that um because i i'm sure there's something b- boiling there um but yeah it's just fascinating that we can have so much uh they they, they become the all-stars which they really should be especially in an open source uh system i mean there's there's very few rewards um yeah. when when it, when things are free uh so it's something that uh we need to support our devs and you need to know who they are right yeah, for sure. Um, another uh, Pablo project, or not project, it's an existing one, NDK, Nostr um, Dev Kit. Um, he announced an update to that uh, within the last week here that now includes Nostr Wallet Connect. Um, so he says uh, makes it easier now to, um, to Nostr Wallet Connect enable your NDK Nostr clients. So any Nostr clients based on NDK now have an easier way to integrate with Nostr Wallet Connect. Um, Nostr Wallet Connect obviously is used for you know for zapping. You can link your wallet one one tap zaps. Um, he said coming up next there will be Nostr Wallet Auth um, to allow a more seamless experience to get your users to connect their wallet. Um, so better integrations you know easier to use um good good stuff going on there uh let's see a couple other updates on nostr we've got obviously we talked about the new nostr nest rolled out last week you're looking at it if you're on here um this is now the second pleb chain radio episode using it um had a few glitches here and there i think this week was a little bit smoother getting up and rolling um but Huge progress, uh, loving the changes. Uh, it's now Nests is now a full-fledged Nostr client in Derek's words. Uh, so it's integrated. You can log in with your your signing extension. It pulls in you know your your Zap Wallet info, your your profile picture, your profile name, um, and they're working on um, more integrations as we move forward. Derek also they're mentioned working I saw... on a lot of stuff. Um, well, I mean, well, there's, I... there's even ways that you can, uh, you can create your own relay of, of, of eventually um, to have your own streams. You know, if you wanted to, let's say have a paid service uh, with your, your nest um, it's something mm-hmm. you can monetize it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of customizations coming uh, and, and they're always open to feedback. It's, it's feedback is massive. So, any any recommendations or ideas um ping derek or kieran or uh the github uh, whatever that's awesome he also he mentioned in a post this morning he didn't he didn't say any specific client names or dev names but he he said that um that nest is on the roadmap for being added to um to some nostra clients and so i'm really curious to see when that uh when we hear more about that, that'll be exciting to see 
You know, I mean, it, I, I like having the web based. You can you can just go to it. Anybody can open it in a browser. But if you're already in your in your client app, man, it'd be so cool to just be able to click and join a Nest or open a new one. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what they're doing there. Yeah, I talked to Kieran, or I didn't talk. I, I chatted with him as I was testing earlier. But uh, uh, I'm like, you know, the obvious one is obviously Snort, right? <laughs> That would be the obvious first uh, uh, integration. <laughs> uh, Zap.Stream, Toonster, uh, Nostrandas, Snort. I mean, he's the creator of them all. So it's kind of like uh, you you would assume. But, uh, you know, I, I know uh, I know um, Vitor, he's a quick runner too. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Amethyst is, is one of the first to, to kind of mesh this. So and, and all it would really be is just kind of having a, either a drop down or something where it says this nest is active, just kind of like the X space is going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be really useful. Um, I think it'll I think it'll be cool. Uh, let's see a couple other things and we can move on here. Uh, we've got. Let's see, Coracle. Hello, Hoddlebod. Um, Coracle 0.4.3 uh, update. Uh, so it says you can now support uh, development of Coracle by setting up a default zap split. Um, do this via your settings. The default is zero, so it's entirely opt-in. But now if you want to support development on Coracle, um, set up the zap split and, and send a portion of your zaps uh, to support the development. It says you can also now create invite links uh, with default follows relays and groups, the relays and groups can optionally include a quote claim to automatically grant access. Um, so these are just new features kind of coming in the works. Uh, I've also applied liber liberal amounts of shellac. So uh, putting some pretty paint on, on Coracle. Um, thanks to, I uh, hope I'm saying his name right. Danielle does a lot of great design work um, in particular to the, to the web of trust indicator um, now prettier and hopefully more useful. So um, a lot of updates and and such coming to Coracle. Uh, Vitor with Amethyst. So Vitor's always got something interesting going on. He's, he posted this week about HIPAA-compliant Amethyst <laughs> is getting closer. Uh, so I guess, you know, Vitor's got some interest in the, the medical community and um, anyone in the medical community is aware of HIPAA and what that you know means in terms of patient privacy. Um, but uh, Vitor are working on ways to use Noster and, and, and Amethyst um, with medical records. You know, maybe at some point down the road, we'll, we'll see some system using that. So, you know, cool to see thinking outside the box with this other stuff, you know, beyond the, the social, you know, social apps that, that we see with everything. And I um, think it was tested by an optometrist so far. Okay. Like uh, someone, someone's Devin on that. Uh, it's just kind of just a standard prescription for eyeglasses type of thing. Uh, maybe we're not thinking, maybe we, we think, oh, that's a big hill to climb when you're talking about, uh, let's say, your local hospital. Uh, but maybe the optometrist, start around the edges type of thing. I don't know enough about it. I just know it's <laughs> it's interesting, interesting to see. Yeah, all yeah. the different ways Noster could be used. You know, even it's everything. It's, it yeah. really is. You just rebuild anything. Oh, um, by the way, was it Hoddlebod that said shellac? Shellac. Yep. Yeah, a great word. Great word. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
lastly, we will talk about, um, actually, I'm sorry, two more things. So uh, Callie, who develops the uh, the Cashew protocol, um, introduced npub.cash. And so I know there's, you know, we you see it all over your feed. Everyone's posting these Cashew tokens and QR codes and, and um, Cashew is really being explored as a kind of a way to, to, um, to work along with Lightning and and maybe make Zaps easier to integrate. Um, right now, it, I I think it's all so experimental and 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 such that it's it's probably even more confusing for a new user. But you know maybe these um, kinks can get worked out where where it just kind of works seamlessly. But um, inpub.cash is a website. So if you have a Noster inpub, then you have a Lightning address where you can be zapped with Cashew tokens. Um, whether you know it or not, he says. So this replaces the cashewaddress.com uh, domain. Now it's inpub.cash, and your address is your inpub um, at inpub.cash. And so what this is is a wallet. If somebody sends um, cashew tokens and zaps you at that address, you can log in and and claim your your tokens. I believe it sends you a DM, so you'll know. Um, and then you can log in and either claim them to your Cashew wallet or um, because Cashew interoperates with, with Lightning, you could also just um, pay it out to your Lightning address um, and receive those sats. Uh, so kind of cool to, to see that experimentation going on. And then uh, I was excited to see um, Strike announced. So Jack Maller, CEO of Strike, announced the launch of Strike Africa. Uh, which expands their full suite of Bitcoin services uh, throughout several countries in Africa. Um, and he says more coming to the future, uh, coming in the future. Um, and then I believe he was, he said e the EU is on, on the horizon after that. Um, so, you know, strike is uh, a really useful tool uh, when it comes to um, giving people access to kind of bridge that, that gap between their their fiat bank and the Bitcoin world. That's really where I see Strike fitting in. Uh, so uh, there are a lot of other news, but I know we need to get moving on. And well, uh, I'll just say the beauty of this uh, Nostrum S 2.0 with this live chat um, is we can, you know, when we talk about, let's say, Africa, and someone's in Africa and they're saying Strike Africa is really out here giving people zero on chain fees. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, like, you know, amazing. Uh, we, we can have this real time conversation globally uh, while we do this, you know, gentle pleb show. Uh, and it's just it's it's kind of neat. Uh, you know, it is it can be a troll box, but it can also be uh, keep us in check or an enlightenment box, too. Yeah, for sure. Well, well I'm going to wrap it up there and let you uh, let you get yeah. on with the show here. That concludes the lightning round. Thank you very much, Corn. Um, we highly appreciate it. Uh, now, our guest today is none other than uh, Phantom Power Music. Um, I know his real name, but I'm not sure if he's Anon or not. What's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, dude. <laughs> How's it can, going? It's going well. So I no, I, I loud and well. <laughs> yeah, you guys can uh, you can you can call me by my real name. That's fine. I'm not. All right, Jim. <laughs> not not trying to be anonymous that there is a funny backstory behind how the website started and 
like in, in some circles, the name Taylor Williams pops up, but um, no, you can call me Jim. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's, there is one burning question. How many podcasts are you actually doing now? <laughs> Too many, right? Um, I got four going on right now. Like in, in a perfect world, I do four a week. Um, I do the artist hour where I interview um, artists that are specifically in the value verse, you know, specifically uh, supporters of Bitcoin. And, you know, you can find their music um, on Wavelake or Ellen Beat, self-hosted or, or with us or whatever. Um, I do the business hour where uh, I try to focus on um, Bitcoin and uh, music together um, with, with the thought that I can use it as a guide for bringing in more musicians into this space, right? Um, then I do the music hour on Wednesdays, which is just a straight, show right 12 to 15 songs um songs that i that really speak to me that i like um kind of you know it's kind of like a college radio type of thing you know um i pull songs off of wave lake ellen beats the podcasting index um and then fridays um i i like to put out the phantom power music review which is where i take three songs and as a songwriter like i I dive into the the theory and the composition of them and talk a little bit about recording. Try to try to give people who aren't musicians a little insight into how the song was written and and you know, some cool things that you may not pick up on. Um, so in a perfect world, I do four a week. Um, I will not have um, the the review show this week. I got I got too much other stuff going on. Um, but yeah, so yeah, four the shows. Bandwidth required for four shows. Um, just the scheduling alone is 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 one big one. Um, yeah. But when you said theory, I I, I listened to that uh, episode you did with Real Richard. Uh, mm -hmm. It was very interesting uh, the, how that theory was kind of portrayed, um, specifically the the characters and 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 like you said, was it colors? Um, kind of seeing uh, how how a track has almost characters to it. Each instrument is a character. Uh, I just thought that I thought that was interesting. I mean, I'm not a, so I'm I'm listening to this as someone that has a little bit of music background, but I'm no way educated in and and definitely not in the, into the music theory or any kind of uh, you know real education. So it's very interesting to me to listen to your show. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, you know because you can get you can get technical to where you know you're you're losing people, but at the same time, I, I think you aren't. Um, you know, and keeping that kind of, uh, uh, you know, the, I guess the way you de describe it or the way you uh, present it um, can can kind of ins it, it, it does become educational without losing. people. Thank you. Yeah, I really try. Like one of the guys who I love over on YouTube, Rick Beato, um, he like me, he's a total music theory nerd. Right. I mean, he'll like, like you know, he'll sit there and go, well, you know, you got the one one six four five and this is your sharp 13 and all this other stuff and i i geek out out of all that stuff but he can take it to such an extreme that you're really only talking to uh people who really understand theory and right. um i try to do it from just a simpler standpoint um yeah, but what i love that. about <laughs> what, yeah what, what what i love about richard's comments um 
I mean, the, 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 there, there was two things about it that I absolutely love. Number one, he writes completely in the box, as he said, like he does everything in the computer. Um, and that's obviously a, a, a legitimate art form. And I'm always curious about how, how guys do it. I, I don't have the patience to sit there for hours and look for the right keyboard sound. I don't have the, I, you know, to me, it's like good enough, go, you know, um, so that, that, that is a fascinating mindset to me, but I also appreciate, uh, uh, and your comment about musical parts as characters was brilliant. Uh, what, what he talked about and what you picked up on. I had, I, I never thought of it that way. Um, so that was a fun conversation. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a smart dude, that kid. Yeah. And what's, what's kind of your background? Um, tell me your journey, I suppose. Um, well, I started, I, I started playing piano when I was nine, started playing professionally in bands when I was 13. Um, played like a lot of kids, you know, played in the church, uh, and then the high school rock band. And then I got into, uh, the university of Colorado as a, a piano composition major. Um, and I found out that I really didn't want to get a like, it was like, what, what the hell am I going to do with a composition degree? Right. Um, but I loved writing and I loved, um, playing and, and I actually left, left college for two and a half years. Uh, I went all, I went on the road all of 1991, all of 1992, and then studied in Switzerland half of 93. Um, and then I, and I figured, well, you know, I should probably go back and finish up my undergrad. And at that time I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll take my love of music and songwriting and combine it with advertising. So I got a, so I got an advertising degree from the university of Colorado. And then I went out to Los Angeles and I lived there from 95 to 03. Um, and I put out a record there, which I actually posted up, um, into the feeds and you can hear it, um, released at 96, um, Played all the clubs in L.A. I did the Whiskey, the Roxy, House of Blues. Partied my face off. Had way too much fun. Um, toured a lot with my band. Um, I, I was a solo act, and then I had a band called Local Zero, and you can find that stuff up in the feeds as well. Um, and then um, in 2003, um, I just I had had enough. Um, I just said, you know, I'm, I, I gave it my best shot. I put out a bunch of music. I did more than most people ever get a chance to do. And, uh, my wife and I were, were ready to start a family at that time. And, um, so we moved, we left LA. Um, and then I was just playing in pickup bands, uh, for a while. Um, nothing serious. Uh, cause I, you know, I joined the, the real world, uh, of jobs, not the musician world. Um, and then my daughter, uh, caught the music bug, uh, when she was in junior high. And that's when I really started getting serious about playing music again. Um, we were in Seattle at the time and I was playing in like two big bands. I was playing piano in two big bands. I was playing piano in a jazz combo. I was playing piano in two top 40 cover bands, playing guitar in my own band, playing bass for my daughter. Like one year in Seattle, I was playing in seven bands. It was crazy. I, was, I, I did like 60 gigs in the year. It was nuts. Uh, but my daughter started, started uh, playing. Um, and then we decided, uh, to support her. So we moved, um, from Seattle here to Nashville. Um, and, and we, we got here right before COVID literally about six weeks before COVID hit. 
Um, so with the idea that we're going to fully support uh, my daughter's career. Um, and then she put her stuff up on Wave Lake in July. Um, I had met Sam and Josh from Wave Lake at the Lightning Summit here at Bitcoin Park last July. And uh, Ainsley put up Cherry on Top. Sam told Adam about Cherry on Top. And boom, it, you know, it goes crazy. So we, uh, and we, we kind of knew about Bitcoin. Like I had been telling my wife and daughter a little bit about it. Um, but then once Ainsley started getting all these sats coming in from the song and we started uploading more songs, my wife and I said, you know what? Like if we can figure out how to protect Ainsley in the space, uh, you know, just, you know, her sats, her wallet, uh, publishing rights, songwriting rights, all this kind of stuff. Like if we can figure it out for her, then we can figure it out for other people. And so that's where phantom power music comes in. Um, and, and that's what we're here to do. I had actually just as a fun side project two years ago, long before I started going to Bitcoin park, I started um, interviewing and reviewing independent bands from around the world. And um, and I was writing those blogs under a pseudonym uh, of Taylor Williams because uh, every now and then I would write a blog about about my daughter and it was all for publicity. Like, you know, bands will go online and they'll pay somebody 10 bucks or 20 bucks to write uh, a review that they can use for for publicity and they can use for the, you know, for Internet search feeds. Um, so that's where Phantom Power started uh, as as a thing two years ago um but then when when everything happened with ainsley with wave lake and the sats and the sh and the two shows that she did with just loud in december um that's when we said okay well like let's let's start doing this for other musicians let's bring them in let's teach them about uh wallets let's teach them about noster let's teach them about sovereignty let's let's get them in this space and help them out and, and hopefully they can have the same if not more success that ainsley has had and um, and then once they figured it out, they can go on their way. So how's that for a description? Yeah, no, that, that was perfect. Um, I didn't even have to guide it. You kind of just uh, you, you went along and, and, and hit on a lot of the notes. Uh, you did mention that, you know, you met you met uh, Sam uh, Lightning Store at Bitcoin Lightning Summit. Um, mm -hmm. Where the hell did you get orange pills along the way? Dude, it's all because of uh, it's Sam's fault. It's yeah. Sam's fault, the bastard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, when you can start to see the use case, right? When you, when you see the yeah. use case and you and you can, it, it's such a different look than, um, you know, let's say 2014. Oh, there's this coin. It's, uh, you know, it gets mined by a computer. You're like, yeah, cool, buddy. Uh, what the hell are you talking about? But when you can yeah. actually experience that frictionless uh, uh, global uh, currency that that can just be zapped to you, um, that's pretty exciting. Then that's kind of what lightning did for us. Um, so whether, yeah, whether it, lightning's here to stay is up for grabs, but uh, the, the actual concept and the, the emotions of that is, is, is definitely here. Well, I got, I, I got orange peeled because of music. I mean, like, to, like so many things in my life, um, like the best parts of my life have all come in through, through music, you know? Yeah. Um, well, in you, you, <laughs> You said you left California, right? Uh, with for, for music, uh, you shaved yeah. a few years off your life there, um, uh, just just having the fun party time. But uh, I, I did the same in Miami when I was living there. So, I, oh, that's I know, right. I know about that uh, history. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
you know, the, it is a lot of people that are musicians, they end up, it kind of just dies off, like almost like the responsibility eats the creativity. Uh, but it sounds like you've always, always been a part. Uh, you've, you've always stayed in bands. You've all, it's kind of been your, one of those pillars in life that you just have to be a part of. Right. Yeah. It keeps me sane. And, and, um, and in a weird way too, I mean, I'll tell you, uh, you know, a, a, a big reason why I left the industry, uh, in 03 is cause I got sober. Um, and now, um, you know, and I, and I still am, um, of course, but, um, it just, it keeps me sane. And in many respects, it, it keeps me sober, you know, um, which isn't, which I think a lot of people might find odd to hear because there's so much association with, you know, drugs and alcohol and, and, and playing music. Uh, but the drugs and alcohol come from when you have too much time on your hands, <laughs> you know, too yeah, much time no, or in, too much money and you know? free drinks for the band type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I really got, I mean, I, I love to joke that it's Sam's fault. Um, but it, we really are here. I'm here. Uh, my whole family is here now because of, uh, what, um, Wave Lake has, has done and what you can do in this space as a musician. And, um, as somebody who has spent years on the road making, you know, pennies, um, or even, or even around here in Nashville, some of the, some of the players that I, that I get a chance to do some gigs with and play with, you know, I mean, these are guys that like in the, you know, in, in the, in the day job finance world, if you took that skill set of where they are as a musician and transferred it over to being an engineer or, or, or to being a, loan officer or a sales director, whatever, you know, these are, these are guys that, that could command anywhere from three to $500 a day with respect to a salary. And when you have that skill set, that high of a skill set as a musician, and you're only making a hundred bucks a gig on a three hour gig, it's like, good God, you know? Um, so the fact that we now have this opportunity where you can, uh, you can monetize your music in a, in a new way with value for value um, and add this into your revenue stream as an independent artist is exceptional. It's, it's I, I've never been more excited for independent musicians than I am now because of Lightning Network, right? Because of yeah. Noster, because of RSS feeds, because of, and all of it, of course, points back to Bitcoin. Um, but I have never been more excited for the independent artists out there. Uh, for the opportunities that are abound now there's a lot of problems with the industry you know there's there's no barrier well, to entry me, let me let me stop yeah. you for a second because what i think is interesting and I, I i thought about this since we were telling your story is you have been you've you've seen the evolution of the music industry right i mean you went it went from tapes to you know i mean we can go way back but i mean in, in my land it was tapes cds uh mm -hmm. ipods <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. You know, then you had the Napster battles, uh, you know, where it was just downloading uh, uh, free music. Free. But then yeah. it just turned into, oh, everything's kind of nine ninety nine, and you own everything you want. I mean, I, coming from like a Case Logic two hundred CD book that I had, uh, you know, it, it's amazing that the you've seen the evolution of music, uh, in and especially as it, it's monetized uh, through the through the um, uh, the artist itself. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what, how does that come into play to today uh, versus the value for value kind of new frontier idea? Well, I think the, I, I think 
value for value is is in, in many respects it it takes us back to the days of of street busking you know um you know you go stand down you know if you're in phoenix or if you're up in prescott and you stand down on the corner and you just throw your case out there and and if people stop and they put cash in your guitar case that is value for value because they have they have stopped they they are paying attention to what you are doing to what you are creating they have found value in your presence and in your art and they are giving you value in return and that open guitar case is the ask obviously that op you know that open guitar case that tip that tip bar that you know the tip bucket whatever that is the ask so I, I think in many respects, um, even though it's all technology driven, I think uh, it, it falls under the heading of everything old is new again, right? Yeah, um, return to the mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you kind said of like, standing on the corner of Prescott, Arizona. Uh, did you miss, did you possibly miss an opportunity to say Winslow, Arizona? No, no, no. I, 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 I said Prescott intentionally because I've, I've done a bunch of gigs. I did a bunch of gigs there up on the birdcage, uh, yeah. up on the birdcage. Right? I've been there, uh, but yeah. standing on the corner of Wislow, Arizona. Yeah, the, the old Eagles speak. reference, right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. But no, I loved, uh, I, I loved uh, Prescott, and yeah, we did Bird a lot Cage of gigs there. Cool, uh, a cool, cool venue space too. Um, yeah, it's just neat. I mean, it's. You're sitting there where uh, you know Doc Holiday and uh, and some of the other lads used to live. So kind of neat, yeah. uh, neat to be a part of history, especially in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's bit it's it's beautiful there. Um, but I I, th I think value for value kind of brings us back to that. Um, I, I I hope that answers your your question yeah and the second part is so you've had that evolution so you've kind of seen uh, what's happened to the industry itself uh mm -hmm. and then you have your your purpose your 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 beautiful daughter who's who's just starting now and and you have the you have the ability to kind of pass down this wisdom but at the same time the you have this value for value uh wave lake and and these this kind of opportunity that has never been around before uh you know really so as the technology comes it's kind of a interesting i mean you're just in an interesting space because you have the wisdom and you have the technology and you have your purpose so uh, yeah what do you what do you kind of want to see for her um in in the next you know five years well not just for her but also for for absolutely you know for guys like man like quex who just i have so much respect and admiration for and for you know, for Joe Martin, for, you know, for anybody who, who is a professionally aspiring artist. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun for the legacy bands, for the bands that aren't touring anymore to, to put your music up on Wave Lake or Ellen Beats or whatever, and just, you know, sit and see what happens. But what I would love to see for the, the professionally aspiring artist, and those are the ones that we're focusing on, um, is that they are able to maintain um, a high percentage, the majority percentage of the income that that uh, th that comes in from these sats. That's number one. Um, there's a way, of course, now where you can do the proper splits for everybody who is a songwriter on, on that one song and all of their publishing companies that didn't, that didn't exist 
uh, in July when we first started doing this. And we've had a lot of conversations behind the scene to make make those changes happen. So um, what I would love to see is these artists, somebody break through from the Bitcoin world and go mainstream and help uh, Bitcoin become more of uh, a uh, mass adoption thing. I, I you know, um, entertainment has always been a culture uh, as as a culture driver it has always done a great job of of making societal changes when society was ready for it. Um, so um, I would love to see see these artists start making a livable wage uh, with Satoshi's, and I think it's possible. Um, I would love for them to be able to retain a majority of the uh, revenue splits from that, and I think it is possible. Um, as a as a sidebar on that, you know, what one of the things that that is going to happen, uh, there will be lawsuits about what's going on uh, in this space for the independent artists, um, and and they'll come from record labels or or they will come from the performing rights organizations who, uh, quote unquote, have a responsibility to be collecting. Uh, revenue on behalf of uh, the artists that are their members. Um, but when that direct exchange happens between uh, Quiet Warrior and myself, uh, you know, what is their role of collecting revenue when when the revenue's already passed, when it's already happened? So that's that's going to be fascinating to see. Um, I don't think they, they have a lot of ground to stand on, um, but um, I just hope for these artists that it can help make their lives easier and that they can focus on their art and not have to be a content creator on TikTok to promote their songs and not have to, uh, you know, take a, a day job somewhere that sucks their soul when their whole purpose of being on this planet is being an artist. Um, and I can, when I hear your, your daughter talk and it, that was kind of a, a, an aha moment, like when she's talking about TikTok and, all these social things that you need to have this following uh, you have to build this following before, you know, you, you start to get noticed or, you know, there's, there's like a bare minimum of this. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. it does. It's like you have to do the marketing for them. Um, right. But that's just such exactly. an interesting aspect. I never thought about. Um, yeah. And, and that's just kind of what's broken in our, our world too. But how valuable would Nostra be? If your following goes with you and it's interoperable, what you built, let's say on on Instagram, uh, transfers to TikTok, transfers to Twitter, transfers wherever, um, you you actually retain that. It's your private property. Yeah, and and what is being developed behind the scenes in Noster um, is going to be amazing for that. Um, you know, like what are TikTok and Facebook and Instagram going to do once there is an artist in Noster somewhere who has a direct relationship with their fans, has a, has a, let's just call it a private chat room with their fans and their fans are all zapping each other. And, um, and the leader of the, of that, uh, group, you know, let's just, let, let let's just say it's just loud, right? Like, you know what? What are these these social media companies going to do when when a guy like Just Loud has a million people in a in a Noster room, and they're all zapping each other, and he's zapping he's zapping them, and he drops in a new song, and he makes more in a week than um, 
than he would make in a year. I, I think those things are entirely possible. Um, I, I honestly believe we're on the edge of, um, of a major societal technological shift with respect to music. And as I said, uh, you know, in Phoenix two weeks ago, you know, like I could, I, it's like I'm rubbing my fingers together. I'm like, oh, it's right there. It is right there. You know, I can feel it, you know. Um, so it's fascinating to be uh, to be involved in this. And um, I, I, you know, our lives um, and especially my daughter's life has changed so much in the past eight months since we uh, discovered uh, the guys from Wave Lake and, and discovered um lightning and noster and uh and bitcoin as a monetization for musicians when you when you talk about zaps uh the zap splits i think about like uh you know what if a contract with a it was just zaps zap splits that was it that was it you know like i think about elvis and the, the general or lieutenant or what, the colonel the colonel <laughs> and what yeah. he did with elvis money and gambling it away and you know, i'll just make sure to take care of everything uh the zap splits is kind of just a trustless system uh there's no you know yes. it doesn't have to pass through anybody uh before yes. it's a, right into your wallet um, yes it's very interesting how simplified things get and i feel like there's so much monetization on on the unsimple just the confusion or the, the 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 amount things aren't simple anymore i suppose like I'm, the word is escaping me but it is fascinating to kind of think about those zap splits and how important those are um yeah <laughs> there is such neat. a and it's yeah, so simple there's such a parallel between bitcoin maxis and independent musicians because bitcoin maxis like we it's all freedom, know i mean I, I, yeah I, I i mean i like to call myself a, a maxi now but you know like we what we're trying to fight is we're trying to fight the middlemen you know we're trying to strip seekers. yeah we're trying to strip this down to just the the direct relationship between um you, you know but between the two parties who are exchanging Satoshis, exchanging Bitcoin. Independent musicians feel that because there are so many people that have a hand in their pocket when they're out there trying to make a living. Even, even people who have just started their, their recording career with, with a major label. You know, you've got the label taking X amount, the agent taking X amount, the booking agent taking X amount. Um, and then you've and then as open Mike said in a, in a conversation that he and Sam and I had, you know, you now have these ticketing agencies that in many respects are their own uh, black market customers and driving up the price and making, you know, making um, two or three or four times the amount of profit on one ticket. So that direct exchange that you're talking about in the splits, that trustless relationship is critical and and there is yeah. such a and and i try to pitch it that way you know that fight against the middlemen i try to pitch it that way to independent musicians and when i show them the the percentages that they get in this setting they yeah the, their eyes start to light up they're like okay i get it I, I see what you're talking about here and they don't have a prop, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem and they don't have a problem with, you know, if you post your song on somebody's site and, you know, maybe like fountain needs to take uh 1% of it, or maybe RSS blue needs to take 1% or, or, you know, whatever wave Lake split is 
most of most of the artists are like, dude, that's totally cool because I'm walking out the door with any like aggregate. I'm walking out with anywhere between 85 to 95% of that, uh, that, uh, 100 Satoshi tip or donation, whatever you want to call it versus in the traditional world, you know, you're making 0.003 cents on Spotify. If, if a record label makes $10 off of the sale of a record, you would most likely see less than a dollar of that um, because there's too many middlemen, right? Yeah. And and when you're talking about the ticketing, uh, my, my conversation with Open Mic at uh, Culture Shock, uh, where, you know, blockchain can fix ticketing uh, by adding that transparency where you can see the ticket got bought, sold here, then it moved here. Uh, he's talking about kind of how Live Nation, Ticketmaster, the two big entities, uh, and and they essentially can just scalp their own tickets. Uh, they've been caught yeah. doing that, where they sell it to themselves, maybe a different entity, uh, and and then they're just scalping. Uh, they're just basically creating a middleman that never existed. Uh, and and I've been there. I've been in that that line where where you think you're getting presale tickets, and then by the time it hits, you know, the countdown a quarter of them are gone uh, all in the front, you know, where they would normally be expensive. Uh, and it, it's gotten to the point where they, they have a time limit. You know, you, you're feeling like this dopamine rush where you're, you're running out of time and I need to get these tickets, you know, and, and <laughs> the price is like three times what you expected and you don't know what to do. It, it, they've really created a, an environment that's just, ah, man, it's bad. Uh, and, and I think I, a lot of it is calculated too. I think, oh, man, I, I think absolutely. There's, it's you know, algo driven. Yeah. So that when you finally get to the front of the line and you've seen prices go up and up, you know, you're like, but I want to, you know, I want to go see it so bad. I, I want to see that. My daughter. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then you end up, you know, kicking out two mortgage payments for, for a couple of tickets. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not even normal inflation. It's just, my gosh, they've created this monster. Uh, you know, it, originally right after COVID they said, Oh, it was just a little bit of, uh, uh, backed up, uh, uh, you know, demand. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That was the big thing, but it just never went down after that. So, I mean, I, I, I've been kind of in that ball. I've been in the, the camp where I'm just not going to pay that price. Uh, I'll find, I'll, I'll go support local, uh, smaller venues and, and and just really try to drive home that but uh it's it's bad i mean and and i think for for a normie someone that doesn't know anything about bitcoin or you know wave lake or value for value uh that's a great place to start just look at the ticket prices these days you know and everybody yeah. can everybody can agree on that yeah and there's so many great independent bands out there you know uh, i mean not not just they are not, not just on wave lake or in the feeds, but just, just in general, you know, I mean, and I'm, you know, we're fortunate to live in a place where like, if you really love country music, you know, you can, you can go downtown and just, just, just be blown away by the talent around here. Um, but even in Seattle where we moved here from, you know, I mean, the, the talent level is off the charts. There's all, there's, you know, you can go out and support, you know, uh, 20 independent bands, for the cost of one ticket to go to like, you know, Titan stadium and see a, an artist or even, you know, Bridgestone yeah. arena and see an artist, you know, to take that money and, and go support 20 bands, you know? Well, and those 20 bands aren't making the money that uh, that person you're supporting is from Spotify, you know, uh, oh, the totally. value, the value of, of that, it, the value of support uh, is, is exponential. 
um, on that grassroots level. Yeah. Um, you, you, you were, you were talking about how, uh, you, you, during culture shock, you mentioned the barrier of entry, um, mm -hmm. when, when you're looking at Spotify or RSS, I suppose, uh, blasting your music out. And you mentioned that the barrier of entry was so low that it dilutes uh, a lot of the good music out there, which is harder to find. Can you explain yeah. that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if, if, if you and I want to, you know, if I want to become a general contractor, um, I have to, you know, in, in every state, um, I have to go, uh, have two things. I got to have X amount of years of experience. Uh, and then I got to take that state test. Right. Um, we, and, and, and I say that from personal experience. I, I, I was a GC for a number of years. Uh, even now in finance, uh, there is a specific license that I have to have after X amount of training. Um, however, in the music industry, um, you know, you don't have to have, um, you know, years of experience um, to post anything up into uh iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, whatever. Uh, and that's, and that is just a fact, right? Like, I mean, somebody could, could take a song like this and post it. Right. Um, and that's okay. That's what art is. And I'm not here to shame that. That's just a fact you don't have to have a lot of experience to post but two things happen number one there's a lot of stuff up there that will never see the light of day and that has nothing to do with my musical tastes that's just a fact there's so much stuff that gets uploaded every day there's that last figure i saw was over a hundred thousand get uploaded into spotify every day how in the world are you going to listen to all of that? You can't, right? So the low barrier to entry uh, just muddles up the playing field. And it makes it harder for quality uh, stuff to um, rise to the top. And, that is, uh, and that's where you get a lot of the monetization schemes and pay to play uh, that um, are so problematic in the industry. Um, and I don't see a way that that'll ever stop. You know, um, I am not, I'm not advocating for musicians to have X, X amount of years of training before they upload anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just stating a, a pure and simple fact. Um, and then the other problem that comes up with it is that there are artists who, don't have the long-term skills, don't have the drive, don't necessarily have, uh, you know, that, that aren't putting out, um, quality material, either like the quality of the songwriting, the quality of the recording or the quality of the, uh, production that the mastering to sustain a long career and people who don't have, um, and, and people who are tone deaf really can't tell the difference between somebody who is, is somebody like Taylor Swift, who is absolutely amazing at what she does. And this very average, if not subpar singer at your church who can't, you know, who, who couldn't do more than a, a, a two song set at a coffee shop that to that, to that individual who was tone deaf and, and, um, and doesn't have a, a knowledge per se. Uh, there's no difference between the two.
Um, so what happens a lot is in addition to there being so much stuff being put up there, there's a lot of very mediocre artists, um, mediocre, you know, talent um, that's getting bubbled up and, and propped up. And again, that I, I'm not saying anything with respect to what my personal tastes are. I'm just stating a fact. So um, those two things are are very unique to uh, the music industry um, because you don't see that happening um, in the medical field and engineering. You know, bad doctors don't make it through school. Bad engineers don't pass the exam. Uh, you know, um, loan officers and real estate agents who game the system and and steal money on the inside, they end up in prison. Um, you know, the, you just don't see that in any other industry. Um, and I, and uh, a lot of that, I think, has to do with just the, the, the overall uh, celebrity culture that we have, that we have uh, created amongst ourselves. Um, so the low barrier to entry makes it tough for people like Joe Martin and Just Loud, um, you know, um, Sarah Jade, you know, the people who are really out there, uh, you know, pushing it um, to make this their full-time life because they believe uh, that they have, um, you know, that, that, that this is what, w that they were put here to do. Um, that Does that explain it? Yeah, no, it, it does. And and when you were mentioning that, I mean, I'm just, I, this is, this is our Noster, uh, Noster minds now where, where you think about this new frontier and you think about how does proof of work uh, kind of, be that barrier that, that that kind of uh license or whatnot how does proof yeah. of work or hodlebods down there uh he's got web of trust on coracle um kind of how do you create that kind of gravel pit uh that you know the lion's den that that you have to go through uh to really be pushed up to that next level where you know you're worth listening to um i don't know but i i feel like there's definitely something there uh that can be created within this value for value um to kind of fight some of that dilution i, I don't know what it is well i hate to say I, I here's another obvious thing um and as much of an artist as i am and as passionate as i am about the arts and and all you know as much of a tree hugger as i am the bottom line is that the market will sort it out you know um yeah you, you know, you can, t you, uh, and, uh, a very harsh clue, a very stark reality is you can kind of see, um, which ones are quote unquote, the quality product based upon quite frankly, uh, how many sats they earn. I, I mean, that's just an ugly truth, right? Like, um, go, you know, go scroll around through, through Wavelink and listen to some of the stuff that has zero sats on it. And that ask yourself why it has zero sats on it. Is it because it's a genre that no, that a lot of people don't find interest in, uh, interesting. Is it, uh, you know, is, is the singer poor quality is the sound recording poor quality? Um, you know, and I'm not saying that sats are the end all be all. I'm not saying that money is the end all be all judge, but it is a good indicator of, of quality. Um, you know, the, and the, then the rest of it just comes down to taste, you know, like, um, Sir Libre, um, he does a great metal show, lightning thrashes, right? Um, I, that like, that's not my genre. Like, I, I mean, I can obviously listen to, to metal and tell you within a couple of measures, it's like, all right, it's, it's well-recorded. It's well-produced. Like these guys know what, know what they're doing. But beyond that, like, I, I don't have any sort of 
oh, these guys remind me of, of, you know, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest with a little bit of Sepultura in there. They're like, like it's that, that's not my, that that's not my bag, but um, I can definitely, you know, chime in on, on the quality aspect of it. And um, regardless of the genre, I, I, I feel like you can listen to something and you can tell right away whether or not um, it, this track has some staying power based upon the quality of the performance, the quality of the, the recording and the, and the quality of the, of the songwriting. Um, and as ugly as it is, it's at the end of the day, this is still a business and uh, you know, um, sats are going to kind of, uh, you know, help guide those artists to the top in terms of uh, quality. How do we break away from um, obviously a lot of our, uh, the, the top, top tracks are our bitcoin enthusiast uh, uh music um you know like like your daughter uh that that wasn't uh you know the, how do we get more like the cherry on top how do, how do we get more non-bitcoin music on the top of the charts i i don't know i guess how do we reach normies more with with a, an idea like wave lake well there's i i think there's a couple things that that need to happen number one um Every artist, uh, from Man Like Quex to Just Loud to Sarah to Ainsley to Joe Martin, every single one of them, they need to be telling their uh, their art, their fan base that's outside of Bitcoin, hey, there's a new way to listen to my music, and there's a whole bunch of other great artists in here as well. So please download Fountain, Podverse, go to Wavelet, go to True Fans, whatever. But number one, these artists need to be telling their fans about this new way. That's number one. Um, number two, anybody who holds Bitcoin needs to be telling other people in Bitcoin, hey, come over and start listening to music and podcasts on Fountain, Podverse, CurioCaster, True Fans, Wavelake. Come over here. There's a whole other world of stuff. Start like you can you can pretty much find everything that that you typically listen to in your regular podcasts, but do it over here because there's it's value for value enabled. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, artists and show hosts from like my you know, show hosts, like me show hosts, uh, like you and corn, uh, we need to be, uh, telling, uh, every artist out there, Hey, there's a new monetization model out here and you're making, you know, five to 50 bucks a year on Spotify. If you come over into this space and post your music in here and you interact with everybody on Noster and interact with people in these podcast apps, you will make that same amount in a week, if not more. So, um, you know, we, we as a community of, uh, Bitcoin holders, musicians, uh, show hosts, we all need to be onboarding not only more listeners uh, into the space, but we all need to be telling all of our music friends, uh, all of our friends who are releasing music in this space to, uh, to do it as well. Uh, and then I think that way, um, you know, you, you'll start to get more jazz artists in there. You'll start to get, you know, more, more hip hop, more rock, whatever, you know, um, and that, and that will, diversify the choices uh, of music and there's another thing i was thinking about when you were you're talking because uh last night at pub key uh in new york uh bitcoin uh, bar uh they they 
they went the value for value route. So it was the really the third planned event um, from Minneapolis to Phoenix with Culture Shock uh, to the uh, value for value Bitcoin comedy last night. Um, but making these venues aware that there's another way uh, to, to kind of add a little monetization and maybe the venue has a little split, whatever it may be. Maybe the the person just signs off. Yeah, I don't care if you do you live stream me, but then you send you, you give them the the Bitcoin afterwards and they're like, wow, what 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 just happened there? Um, yeah. That's really interesting. And you, you mentioned jazz down the street from me. Uh, it's called the Rhythm Room. Uh, that's been there for I close to 100 years, I don't know, 50, 60 years, uh, they always struggle. They, they had to redo their uh, their their parking lot and, and they had to go to for donations to, to, to reopen because their parking lot was in disarray. They had to get a $30,000 donation. Uh, it's amazing to see a, a place like that with beautiful music coming out of it, but not getting the, the monetization that they need. And I think about those additional lines of revenue such as like a Toonster or, you know, a zap.stream. Um, that's an interesting avenue to pursue within this value for value beyond your stip your typical uh, music audio stream, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, venues like that one or, you know, um, anywhere around the country, they can and they should um, offer that. And, and I don't think an artist would have a problem with that either, you know. Um, I, I'm looking at the chat here and the great gazoo's got a good point too, is like, there's a lot of artists who, who believe that there is a stigma associated, uh, with Nostra Bitcoin, the ethos, all, all of it. Um, I, I don't disagree with you, uh, sir on that. Um, and I, I run into a lot of people who are like, Bitcoin and that's where, um, <laughs> you know, if you don't lead, like don't lead, not necessarily a, a, a stigma. I, I get it. I, I, it's definitely kind of like, what? Really? You know? So it's, it, it, it's like when I'm talking to musicians about it, I don't lead with Bitcoin. I usually say, look, there's another revenue stream out there. The technology works. It's proven. Uh, there are artists in this space that are making anywhere between, you know, five to several hundred dollars a month extra in addition to everything else that they're doing. Um, and what, what I try to do uh, great gazoo is I, um, is I tell them, Hey, keep doing everything you're doing. Like keep posting to, to, um, iTunes and Spotify, keep doing TikTok and, and, um, Spotify and everything else. Just add this into your mix, add this into your mix, add this into your business process. Um, this is, this is a revenue stream, uh, that we know works. We, and, and then I will bring up specific examples and I don't necessarily say Bitcoin, but I'll say, look, there's a guy in Tanzania who's, you know, who's popping in, you know, a, a couple hundred bucks a week in this space. Uh, and then I will say there's, you know, there's a couple of artists that did a show in, uh, Minneapolis at the end of, uh, December that was able to generate a lot of income. Now, we all know in the space that that income that came from those shows at um, uh, up in Minneapolis, that a lot of that income was was generated because it was the first of its kind and everybody was testing out the technology and it was kind of like a huge kickoff. But I think that uh, for a lot of artists, if they can go out and they can make 200 bucks a night playing a club and then another 200 by live streaming, it'll start to um, 
pay off and it'll and it'll start to it'll start to seem more of a viable thing um gazoo you mentioned if they're on a label it may be legally difficult for them to add another private revenue stream yeah i don't i frankly i am not focused on anybody that's assigned to a label because of the because of the publishing and the songwriting rights that are already tied into all of their songs um it's easier to focus on these uh, um, professionally aspiring artists who have complicated relationships uh, with songwriters or like be it in Nashville or, or LA, where if you have three songwriters on a song, you could very easily have seven, eight, nine splits with your mechanical royalties, songwriting royalties, and master recording royalties. If, if, if all of the people involved in it are independent, that's easy to handle because you can set wallets up for everybody. Um, but I have not, uh, I haven't onboarded anybody that is currently tied to a major label. Um, I have spoken to the attorneys who claim to represent labels and they have said that what is coming with all of this, uh, to answer your next question, um, is a legal fight that is, that is similar to what happened with Napster and similar to what happened when Spotify came on the market. Um, so um, it's it's going to be really interesting to see. Yes, there are a lot of music students at, at universities are unsigned and broke. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. So, and, um, and, and what was interesting about the Minneapolis show, and we did we did a PCR show uh, a couple weeks before and had Ainsley on and Just Loud. You had two sides of the coin. Um, one that that hasn't got the record label and maybe she she might not want one anymore. Or two, uh, Just Loud, who just recently became independent and has been through the ringer on his record deal. So it, it was very interesting to, to see the kind of sovereign approach to individual music uh, or independent music uh, from both sides of the coin. Um, I thought that was powerful. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with somebody, um, you know, if they break into the ma into the mainstream from this space and they sign with a major label. It's going to be really interesting to see how a label handles it, you know, because if that artist, like, like let, let's say it's Sarah Jade, like let's say Sarah gets uh, an offer to sign with, with UMG. And when that offer is presented, Sarah is making, um, you know, $50,000 a year in Bitcoin. I don't think that's too far-fetched to say that that's possible. Right. Right. Um, you know, they are signing her because she has the talent. And they're also signing her because she's got enough of a following that she has generated. You mentioned earlier that the labels don't do any more marketing. You are mainly correct. They don't. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how somebody like Sarah would say, okay, I'd be happy to sign, but you guys aren't touching my Bitcoin. You're not getting in the wallet. If you are going to get in the wallet, you're only going to get two, three, four, 5%. You're not getting the lion's share of it because this is something that I did that I started that I was going after and you had no say in. Um, so I think that it's, it, it could be very interesting to see how, how it gets handled by a major label. Um, a, a major label might say, okay, we'll sign you, but you got to take everything down from the RSS feeds and the Noster feeds. But if, if they really want that artist, uh, an artist could very well have the power to say, no, no, I'll sign with you guys, but I'm not taking down my stuff, you know, or they'll, they'll have to come, they'll have to come to an agreement. 
Um, you know, the bigger the independent is, the more power they're going to have. And I see that this is an opportunity to give more sovereignty, more power to that independent artist so that when the time comes that they do decide to sign with a major label, if they're offered the opportunity, they will have a much greater uh, negotiating power at the table. Right. Yeah. And I think about the labels, but, you know, on, on top of the labels is also the venues, uh, you know, open mic, uh, he's, he's part of the independent venue. Uh, I, I forget the, uh, the, the name of it, but basically it's just, a. Uh, 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 hundreds of independent uh, venues throughout the, uh, the, the States uh, yeah. where, you know, they're always fighting this juggernaut of Ticketmaster, uh, uh, the, the live nation. Um, they're, they're really just fighting for their independence uh, and trying to keep the lights on too. When something like COVID happens and, and those, those big juggernauts get the uh, COVID funds and, and the little guys might not be. Um, so it, when, Toonster in general would really be a, a benefit that that would I would say is the use case for Toonster some of those independent uh, facilities um, but with that said you know can you see it where the record label part of the deal yeah you got to take your uh, your music down uh, from the value for value you got to take your RSS down but you also can't participate in any of these smaller venues that might have this uh, Toonster option I mean it really goes on where it's just you you have a lot to think about when you're signing signing right yeah i wouldn't be surprised if if a label tries to pull that you know because um you know a lot of these major artists you know when they go out on their out on their tour they're you know they're quote unquote indebted to you know live nation or whomever the promoter is and you're dealing with those specific venues so i i wouldn't be surprised if that uh attempts to come to pass as they say yeah it's it's all i mean granted this is all early and you, but you know the disruption that comes uh and yeah. you know what happens when disruption comes <laughs> yeah it's uh it, 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 we're just uh it, it's it, i'm very hopeful i'm i'm i've never been more uh bullish on uh on what we're doing um as just kind of a community but uh you can see where success can lead um oh yeah the, the luddites are waiting well, let me give you another example here. And, and Gazoo's comment there kind of brought it up to the front of my mind. Like it, we, we've all heard of bands getting dropped from their record label and bands that have gone independent, right? Um, it, it is entirely possible that somebody like, look, like let's say a match, but like a, a household name of a band gets dropped from their label, like a matchbox 20 or a wallflowers. Um, and they say, okay, I'm no longer associated with a major label. I mean, I, I still have a publishing deal, um, but I can release my music any way that I want. They very well could drop a full record up, up into the RSS feeds, into Wavelake or wherever, or Ellen Beats or wherever, and say, well, you know what? You guys can find it here, and this is, this is how I'm going to get paid. Because... Um, you know the major labels unless you're at a at a at a taylor swift type level or a you know i guess a matchbox 20 type type level you're really not going to see any sort of sub substantial income from spotify or itunes so uh, another way that this could really become mainstream is a household name of an artist who is no longer associated with a major label could say i am dropping a whole new record over here in the bitcoin space 
this is where you find it. And if they have a big enough following, it just might spawn a lot of people to download Fountain, buy 20, you know, grab 20 bucks, be a cash app or strike. Yeah. And boom. I could, I, when, when Oliver Anthony had that Richmond north of Richmond, uh, you know, your dollar ain't shit yeah. and all that. I thought that was just going to be, that would, that would have been, I mean, if anybody knew and, and it maybe, you know, he would have known, but that, that would have been like a perfect wave lake, uh, uh, track to launch, you know, cause it's, it's so it's, it just reeks of Bitcoin. Uh, but he's not, a, I, I, as far as I know, he's not orange pilled. Uh, but yeah. that, that was kind of one of those time and places. Uh, but that, that time will come again. Uh, and, and one of the, some, it's gonna, it's gonna catch on. It's gonna take one, something, an occurrence, like you just, uh, talked about to really send it and i think it, the time is coming it's just uh I, it's just I, a matter I, of time i agree i i think it's going to happen within within one to two years yeah i got a question for you oh hey um, kinda, hey i'm still here <laughs> you <laughs> no, got your guitar? no no it's in the other room i've been too uh too uh into the conversation listening here i'm loving loving everything um but you know one element of it that i like i always come back to whether it's value for value or really just anybody trying to um, monetize or sell, um, you know, within uh, the Bitcoin market space um, is, you know, the requirement that, that somebody else have Bitcoin that they are willing and wanting to spend. And, you know, Bitcoin continues to grow and, and be adopted more and more around the world. Um, but it's also still a, a fairly niche, um, thing to encounter people that, that have it in the first place. And then probably even more, a smaller subset, you know, people of people that have it to spend. <clears throat> and so, you know, when you think about, you know, on the one hand, you have the power of, of, of Noster, of Bitcoin, of these platforms to remove the middlemen to give the power back to the artist to to allow that direct connection with your audience that that direct monetization um but what will it take to get bitcoin into the hands of more people where they're going to spend it or or, or maybe just to facilitate that process that it's um you know it's, it's just easier like if 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 an artist who maybe doesn't know much about bitcoin um wants to put their music on wave lake wants to to try and monetize it in that way and they maybe they have a large following on instagram um or some other platform um you know there's still that friction of their followers how do their followers yeah they can they can download wave lake and listen but how can they you know they don't know anything about bitcoin in the first place so how can they how can they tip them and and send them a, a zap um, I just, I just wonder what it's going to take to kind of, uh, reduce that friction. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, you, you know, because the, the reality is you can listen, you, you can listen, um, for free, you know, um, and that's another cultural problem associated with the music. So perhaps, you know, one of those legacy bands would probably, you know, maybe they, they put it behind a, a Satoshi paywall. Um, but. I think one of the things that could happen and probably will is that somebody like, like a, a cash app or a strike will, um, find a way to integrate, 
uh, you know, fiat over to Bitcoin. Um, well, Strike already it, does that. Yeah, um, but like, pay. you know, but but like to be able to like, if you were listening, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but if you were listening on Wavelake and you sent, you literally sent five dollars on Wavelake and it gets converted into Bitcoin, that might be a way for art for. Uh, for for people to do it and not necessarily buy Bitcoin, um, but I, I I'm I'm not quite sure what the answer is because in many respects it's like you know you're talking about the mass cultural adoption of Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and just to just to kind of add to the the picture there, um, yeah, with Strike and I you know I think maybe the quote unquote problem is just, you know, strike itself is not widely adopted. It is within the Bitcoin space, but, uh, you know, not, not within the general public, but strike, you can actually, you know, if you have, if you have USD in your strike balance, you can pay a lightning invoice without ever having to purchase the Bitcoin strike. will do that conversion on the back end, and the recipient will receive it as Bitcoin and vice versa. So you can, yeah. You can choose and strike, you know, you, I can give somebody a, a lightning invoice from strike and I can have it set in my strike account that I receive it as dollars in my, in my account, you know, so strike is the, they have, you know, that technology is there. It'd be cool to see cash app do something similar because cash app has a broader cultural adoption. But I, you know, I think, yeah, I I think services like that that really seamlessly integrate fiat between between fiat and Bitcoin, I just think they're going to go a long way. But people don't know about them. You yeah, know, people don't know about Strike. And yeah. I'm just spitballing here, but uh, what if like Wave Lake uh, they had like a, a like a premium uh, uh, feature or something, and it's ten dollars a month. But what that is is it actually just converts right to Satoshi's, and you still keep it. Um, and you can zap, you know, it's a way to kind of have those funds in there and you can still send them. I mean, I'm just thinking, cause I'm used to paying, you know, 15 bucks or something for Spotify. Um, and it's not something I'm actually paying for if it just goes right to my wallet within Wave Lake or something like that. So I, I think there's ideas and, and, and we're just not there yet, but they'll come. Um, yeah. I, I, I really think our community in general will always figure things out. Um, and, and, and it seems like every friction we uh we encounter we 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 find a loophole <laughs> yeah i i would agree i mean i you it's know it's tough to answer that right now honestly that's just i think what it comes down to um, you know my I, I will say this though like my, my my wife and i met uh we were both working at a dot com in santa monica in 99 when we met and we were blown away by just the brain power that was in that room um, and that, and then I, then I start hanging out with the guys at Bitcoin park and start talking to Dolby Doss and Sam and, and other Nostra developers. And that brain power that I was so excited to be around 25 years ago is like magnified by a hundred. Like I, I cannot believe the level of intelligence that I keep running into. And not only the, and more importantly, the passion that these people have, that the developers have to make these things happen. So I completely agree with you, QW. Like somebody's going to go, oh, I know how to do that and, and make it happen. 
Yeah. And if it, if it doesn't work, then we try again. Amen. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the vision is there. Uh, we're going to get to the destination and just a matter of what path we take. Um, so we, and we know the technology works. It's just a matter of, uh, tweaking it, I suppose. Um, all well, right. Yeah. Anything else? I was just going to tag onto that topic real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, Jim, what would your approach be or what has your approach been? You know, when you, when you, when you talk to a, a musician and, kind of introduce them to something like wave lake um you know once once the once that that bitcoin piece of the conversation does come up you know what's your kind of what's your go-to uh for for getting them set up where they can receive um the the folks at get albi were nice enough um to to throw us a bunch of codes oh awesome um and that that happened uh, specifically because of what because of the announcements that Albie made right before those two live stream shows in Minnesota in December. Uh, if you recall, there were some um, like right right about that time um, they shut down the site in, in in terms of you know anybody can get a wallet like you had to get a code. Um, and then there was also uh, some talk or and I'm not remembering it correctly, but like th there was a cap on you know, if you had more than a million sats in your wallet, they wanted you to get them the hell out and, you know, get them over to a node or something like that. Yeah. Um, so for us in, uh, specifically, um, I still have a, a bunch of codes that I use for the artists that were onboarding. Um, that's number one. Number two, I, you know, I, I, if for whatever reason they're struggling with that, I, I will tell them, look, just, you know, go, go, go set up an account on fountain because you can, automatically start uh, using that as, as, as a lightning address. Um, and, and then I think you can also get a get Albi address by like, uh, you know, opening up a Ellen beats account or something like that. Um, but that's the, that, that's the path of uh, least resistance. And then once they hit X amount in their, in their Albi wallet or their fountain wallet or whatever, then, then we typically tell them, all right, are you familiar with cash app or strike? So like, let's move it over here or, or if they're really technically minded and they're sitting on a lot of sats, we can start talking to them about nodes. Yeah. Um, but that's a completely, you know, those are, that's a conversation that's, that's usually a couple of months down the line, you know, once they're sitting on a couple hundred thousand, maybe a couple million sats. Um, but it's, it starts with just something as simple as, getting a wallet and getting that wallet integrated with your, with Noster, um, and, you know, and being comfortable using it and being able and being comfortable with looking at the backend metrics of it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I was just curious. Um, different wallets are easier to use. So yeah, having, having an easy way to onboard people to Bitcoin once they're, once they're at that step. Um, yeah important and thing. i think that that'll change you know like some yeah. as you know we, we, we love the guys from alby uh but somebody you know somebody's gonna um interview you know c create a better mousetrap you know yeah right. uh, i well, mean it's, when, it's when, when i first got wallet. into it yeah i mean when, <laughs> when i first got in i was everything was wallet of satoshi right? yeah that was frictionless that was great <laughs> yeah. but you couldn't buy in there uh yeah 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 once then, blackrock wallet comes out you know an apple uh, uh, apple wallet and <laughs> You know, everyone just rugs all the the the, the trailblazers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think in due so, time, I mean, as no Bitcoin continues to normalize, uh, I think yeah. the legitimacy uh, continues to. Uh, I, I I'm 
I don't see this bull run coming back, but who knows? You know, history, history repeats. So everything old is new again. That's what they say, right? <laughs> yep. Well, good. Anything else you uh what what do we have to look forward to uh forward to from you, uh Jim? Um oh I am real I'll tell you, um the Sunday edition, this Sunday's edition of the Phantom Power Artist Hour is going to be with Nate Jonathan. Um, and I'm really excited about this one. Nate, uh, his stuff is up on Wave Lake, but he's got like four other bands. Um, he's one of the most prolific writers that I've that I've come across. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking to him. Um, on Monday business hour is going to be a guy who is basically doing in v for v for independent filmmakers what we have just spent the last two hours talking about with respect to music mm-hmm. um so that's going to be cool um and then uh you know still working with onboarding artists and then um my daughter is going to be dropping uh, a full record this year uh and that stuff sounds great and, um, and, and I think, uh, pretty soon we'll be announcing some details about, uh, a stage that we're going to have at the, um, Bitcoin conference in Nashville at the end of July. So good stuff coming. And everyone listening, uh, let's, let's start zapping, uh, Ainsley's, uh, tracks on Wavelink. Let's get one of those pressed on that Bitcoin vinyl. What do you think? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I think I think Cherry on Top is the one she put in there. So yeah, yeah, because all the zaps reset. So essentially, you got to zap it again to, if you want it on the uh, that Bitcoin uh, orange vinyl, um, which will be sold down the street from you, Jim, over at the uh, the, the the Bitcoin Nashville event. Um, yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. That'll be a lot so. of fun. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's new. For us, any more, than, uh, any more podcasts you're going to announce soon? Um, I, there's, we've got two in development. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it would take us to six, but I'm going to need some outside help. And, and I think I have it lined up. Um, but I don't want to, um, I'm going to, I, I, as my daughter has learned, you, you, uh, you know, when she goes around town and, and writes songs with all of these people, she learned really quickly that you don't give away your best idea. Because then somebody else might take it and water down the song and create something that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got two really good ideas for um, upcoming podcasts. Um, in addition to the four that we're putting out already. Good God. What a, what a, yeah, what a you stupid, sound like Sam from Lightning. What a store stupid thing that was. <laughs> yeah. What the, what the hell did I get uh, myself into? Right? <laughs> Waveform. Yeah. Uh, he's... he's... He's got, he's the octopus, he's the Pablo, uh, Dev Pablo of, uh, of, of podcasting and uh, video. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, thank you so much for coming. Um, everybody that uh, that's listening, hopefully you're listening on Fountain, um, support value for value. Um, the zaps are appreciated. They, they, they boost us in the, uh, on, I just found this out actually, Jim, this is our 50th show. I found out that there's hot episodes and then there's hot uh, podcasts. Uh, and it's all Ooh. based off zapping. Um, so Ooh. I just found that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, we're all learning here in this new frontier. So yes, we are. Part. Uh, yes, Corn, we are. you want to say anything to send off? You got your guitar? No, I don't have my guitar. I'll have to bring it on sometime. 
No, I, I, uh, I loved the conversation, loved hearing everything you had to share and your thoughts on, on music. I'm a musician myself, uh, you know, m- mostly hobbyist, uh, but just, um, I, I think the, the integration of, of music, the music communities with, um, Nostra and Bitcoin, I think it's just such a natural fit. I agree. Yes. And I, I agree. And I really appreciate you guys, uh, having me on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and, and culture is upstream of adoption. There's no better way to expand the culture culture than through music. So this is culture very powerful. Is stuff. Upstream of adoption. I love that line. That's a good line. That's a good well, line. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, I'll be, I'll be tuning into uh fountain phantom power, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen to all. I've listened to all four. So, Ver- uh, version sixty-five. The entire catalog. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.